I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, you are. We're live again Sunday evening. Uh, the round is wrapped up and finished for round three. Welcome back to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. We're on the Sunday Roast, where we preview all things NRL Supercoach for the week just gone. I'm your host, Nathan Brain, the Supercoach Brain, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Matty O'Brien. How you going, mate? Fantastic. Just good weekend of footy, really. Didn't have to uh, go and fill up any cars this week. <laughs> no, we uh, we managed to drive three hours, and uh, yeah, we checked our uh, fuel level before we left. So uh, maybe it's lesson learnt. Love it. How good, um, guys! On today's show, we're going to cover uh, our pre-update scores. We'll talk to you about how we went. I don't really want to talk about mine, but we'll see how we go. <laughs> um, we're going to talk oh, about <laughs> uh, all. Eight, we'll cover all eight games as well uh, that have gone throughout the week. All the booms, all the busts, and everything in between. Uh, we'll do a bit of a Q and A as well. So uh, while you're here, for those of you that are on and, and live and watching, drop comments below. Let us know how you went for the week and how you're feeling about the week coming up with your trades. And uh, we'll talk to you about our initial trade thoughts as well coming into round four. Um, guys, before we do dive in, though, make sure to subscribe, like, follow, all that good stuff. And if you want to go a little bit further and you want to help the boys out, uh, leave us a review and tell a mate about the podcast if you've taken anything from it. Um, for everybody who hasn't joined yet, our unlimited group is on the screen below. Uh, 451840 is the unlimited code. That's going to close in the next fortnight. So be very quick. Go in the running to win a Supercoach ring, uh, as well as an episode on the podcast at the end of the season for ultimate bragging rights. Um, before we before we dive into the games and we start talking about games and our scores and everything, guys, we're very exciting uh, things going on at Molten Fantasy Sports at the moment, and we've just uh, we're, we're proudly sponsored by the Standard Squeeze. So if you've never heard of the Standard Squeeze, you're definitely going to very soon. I don't know about you, Maddie, but as soon as uh, we started working with these guys, uh, this is an absolute game changer, isn't it? 
yeah, I'm um, I started doing a bit of research into them and have a look at their online store or whatever. Yeah, everything's just a really great idea and stuff that I would actually use myself. I was sort of a bit worried that I would have to plug something that I didn't really believe in, but yeah, this is game changer. It's massive, isn't it? It's it's one of those things that I don't think you know that you need until you realize what it is and what it can do for you. Um, So for everybody who doesn't know who the Standard Squeeze are or what they're about, it's an Aussie-owned company. Um, It's basically they've made a a plastic bottle. Uh, Helps you pour exactly one shot at a time. So for... You know, if you're headed to your mate's place and you know you've got to drive a little bit later or you've got to drive in the morning, you're not going to know exactly how much you've had and when you can drive. Um, obviously, it's it's measured. Uh, the mini squeeze that they've got, the smallest bottle that they have, is actually really good to chuck in the back pocket if you go into the footy. You want to sneak some grog into the footy. Um, you can you can definitely do that. No more glass broken bottles either. I don't know about you, but whenever I travel, I always end up smashing a bottle if we're taking alcohol away. So uh none, no more of that just chuck it in it's food grade so it's really tough plastic as well so it's not going to break or, or anything either um and you can throw it in the esky when you're going fishing camping going to the beach um or, or if you aren't driving and you don't give a shit and you just want to send it one night you can just pop the lid open and have a swig from it so plenty of uh plenty of benefits there we, we've got ours on the way i'm pretty excited about receiving mine maddie um yeah i would have used i would have used it on the weekend i was uh, up the coast and um yeah we're sort of sort of a bit sick of tins i would would have been pretty good just to just to throw one in and move on to the to the cc or the gin or something so yeah absolutely absolutely Absolutely. so guys go on have a have a squeeze at the standard squeeze.com and you can use the code molten 15 to get yourself 15 percent off at checkout as well we've also introduced a segment called squeeze of the week where the winner will be announced on the Tuesday night episode every single week and uh, we'll be giving away or the standard squeeze will be giving away a combo pack to the winner of that competition for both the AFL and the NRL every single week. Very generous of the boys there. So uh, make sure to keep an eye out on our socials for that post and for the kind of challenge or the guess or the task of the week to win that one. Can I – mine nearly got up my uh, my hot take of the week, uh, which was a uh, Katoni Staggs triple. Um, he scored two and he, he looked like he nearly got a third too. So um, what was your take of the week, Brenner? Uh, I just went something outrageous and uh, what did I say? Uh, Tigers to win Tigers 13 plus. Win. Yeah, oh, and Brandon Wakeham uh, sorry, I didn't see, coach points. I didn't see the 13 plus because it was still outrageous. So carry on. <laughs> Play <laughs> it on. Just, it was outrageous. I'll tell you what, we nearly won though, but uh, <laughs> we didn't deserve to. Mate, uh, let's let's move on to our scores. Uh, how did you go this week? Yeah, 991. Uh, which at the start of today, uh, just was saying I'm going to be super happy to to get a thousand. I think a thousand is is pretty pretty par or above average at this stage in the week. Um, yeah, just I added Dewey and let Preston go um, today, which would have got me over the ton. But yeah, hopefully updates be kind. So yeah. where'd you end? Uh, Nine oh seven, pretty ordinary ordinary round for Sheensy's revival, which is fitting because Sheensy's basically dead at this point, isn't he? So uh, 907, I'm hoping for a little bit of an upgrade. I think I might find a bit of an upgrade um, overnight, but even then, yeah, bit of a bit of a battling week for the boys. But I'm not overly concerned at this point. There are some guys I'm definitely looking at moving on. There's some players on the hit list uh, this week that will be having talks about their contract at Sheensy's revival over the next few days. So um, we'll talk about that at the end though. Mate, let's get into game one. Thursday night, Manly uh, beat the Eels 34-30 in an absolute shootout. Um, takes Manly to undefeated 2-0, and the Eels are still yet to find a win for 2023, sitting at the bottom of the ladder with the Tigers. So what would you take of this one, mate? 
I don't think it's as much panic stations for the Eels as it should be. They've been playing in some close games and they're not as bad as the the 0-3, I suppose, suggests. Uh, I think the the thing is Manly played really well in this game and um, genuinely looked like some premiership contenders. So. Absolutely. They, yeah, they were solid, weren't they? Like, I'm, I think... Manly uh, have been quality to start the season. I don't think people thought that they would be starting this red hot. Um, and obviously we all thought the Eels would start a little bit better and they've got two really tough games coming up over the next two weeks. They, against. They could very well find themselves, um, yeah, 0-5, couldn't they? They could, they could. Your um, your nickname of 0-5 in a few messenger chats could be coming real for Parramatta <laughs> Eels this week. Um, mate, booms of this game, Tommy Turbo, 103. Uh, only a one-point upgrade. I was hoping for a bit more there, but uh, Turbo was quality again, wasn't he? Uh, you know, the straight C Thursday night owners would be cheering with with that kind of score. Yeah. Oh, Turbo was sensational too. I think I faded the VC at the end just to go a bit safer. Um, but, yeah, I just really should have went with me gut and Captain Turbo this week. Yeah, I went I went VC Turbo, so I was tossing up for a couple of days there whether I'd do the VC loop, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't now because um, I would have ended up about 20 points behind, but still, um, you're not going to complain with a ton, are you? No. Mate, Ruben Garrick, also a guy that everyone's going to start talking about from next week. Uh, yeah. 82 he finished with, but a little bit underwhelming really, wasn't it? Because I think he was on 40 after like 15 minutes. Oh, he went over for that try straight away. Um, helped me get my, get my little multi up, so I was pretty happy about that, but... Yeah, maybe maybe just a bit underwhelming. Maybe they just caught on to him. Uh, yeah, he looked like he was going to turn up again. Uh, should be in some trade discussions if you've got some fires to put out. It definitely could be the answer there. For sure. I think based on this week, though, we're going to see some other kind of trades and some other options being considered. Um, I don't know whether Teddy's 60 is the biggest priority or the biggest problem in teams. And if it is, you, you must be doing pretty well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I can't argue against anybody getting Garrick in this week. That makes sense. Um, the other guys that performed in this game, Dylan Brown, 88. So he's had a couple of good scores now to start the year. Um, Gutho, 84. Uh, Sevo 73. And Joshy Schuster, 59 in his first game of the season. And I'll tell you what, that connection that Schuster and Turbo have on that left edge is seriously good to watch, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I I heard the... I think it was the just the commentators there saying that the fullback has scored in every game that Schuster starts or a stat like that. Um, they look, yeah, he looks really good with him. Like the connections between Turbo and like you talk about, say, stacks in the NFL, you talk about a Turbo Garrick stack. Well, it might be a Schuster Turbo stack as well. Um, throw all three in there. You'd be, uh, you wouldn't be too upset. You'd be pretty happy at the them. moment when they're putting on 30, 30 points a night. Absolutely, sure would. Uh, mate, one thing to mention here, Jermaine Hopgood, he's uh, actually not an alien. So no, he's, he's he is not a, a human cyborg. being. Uh, yeah, didn't play the minutes obviously. that he was. Well, didn't play the minutes that he was playing. And I think, like, just watching him, played really well. Um, some of the guys, I see that he was, like, 16% captain. You see a couple tons. Um, but, yeah, why I was so excited about captaining him last week and that getting up it is it is a risky play. He's he's new in there. Um, look, 42 is not, not the worst, and it's definitely, you know, not rage trade territory or anything like that. He's still going to make an absolute ton of cash and probably still the best cheapie we've ever seen. So, 
Yeah, oh, 100%. There's no way you'd even look at trading him. He'll go back to getting his 60s and stuff when his minutes go back up. Um, I'm not overly concerned. And, and there was 64 points scored in this game as well. So there's a lot of standing around waiting for goal kicks and and all that as well. Um, so definitely when the when the points are being scored so much on the edges and he's a guy that plays in the middle, of course his workload's going to be down. So um, I'm not overly worried about that. Mate, no, another... He shouldn't be, but Maddo coming back next week. Um, oh, like I'm not concerned i he's a play every week until maybe we have a look at Maddo and lane and and everyone i still think he's still a play every week to be honest uh, maybe if he gets to that six seven hundred k i can move on to someone else uh maybe but yeah he's a play every week while he's in my team so big time i'm with you on that mate the, the last kind of super coach relevant talking point here is maddie dory who uh went down injured with what looked like a knee injury and and obviously it was the same knee that he did his acl um, and, and did his rehab on. So concerns there initially, but it looks like it's not uh, ACL at this stage. We would have heard something by now if it was. So that's good signs. I think looking at NRL Physio and what he posted on it, it looks like it could be anywhere between kind of two to four weeks at, at most. Um, could lose his spot in that time though. Correct. That's the big risk there is that obviously that right edge role is up for grabs. Does that mean that Bryce Cartwright is now the hold? <laughs> Hop the Carty party. It's continuing. It's one We're of those. On. Ca- it's one of those parties though, where you know it starts to die off a little bit once you get past midnight, and then you know all the boys turn up with another case of beer at about three a.m. and then you're good to go. So uh, I yeah. feel like we're at three a.m. right now with the, the Cardi party. Um, so if you started with him over Matty Dory, you'd be stoked. Yep, mate. That's about it. Um, Nights. Lost to the Dolphins, 36-20. How good are the Dolphins going? I think it's one of those good feel stories, isn't it, that the Dolphins are 3-0 to start the season after all the all the chat and, and everybody writing them off through the preseason. I'm just enjoying watching them play footy at the moment. Yeah, it was. And this was a this was a pretty close game. It only sort of blew out once um once Jacko had to go have his HIA for poor Knights fans. Cause they showed a lot of ticker in this game too, with 10, 10 regular first graders out. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I was. Did. Uh, I know I'm going to keep sounding negative about the Dolphins, but I thought the Dolphins would have went a bit better than they did. I know we're looking at that scoreline and we're looking at it later, but it's only once Jacko sort of went out that they just went bang, 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 kind of, kind of like the Broncos, which is why I'm tempering my hype. Going to be tempering my hype about them this week too. Um, yeah, I sort of expected more. Yeah, tough man to please, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And like, you know, I'm I'm going to be made fun of this again too, but Asako owners were bowed out again. I agree with that. Absolutely. That little junk time try at the end there, it was on the siren, I think. And, and obviously he gets the goal kicking points with that too. So like that could have easily been 50, sub 50, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, even sub 60, I, I wouldn't be stoked with that knowing um, the Dolphins could fade pretty quickly. They're on a high at the moment. So it's, it's a matter of time before they come back down yeah so Tessie um, new triple though like you've got to be yeah that that's what he can do yeah i mean to get a triple and only get 107 super coach points is a little bit disappointing isn't it yeah but, but that's um, why everybody's not looking at him and he's not very well owned um yeah that's but yeah, right it's, it's it's relevant for draft and um lucky miller was one that i was actually super impressed with he looked really good, didn't he? He um, obviously didn't matter whether Ponga was playing or not. I was a little bit concerned for a lot of these Knights players around uh, Kalen Ponga being out because we know how much of a threat he is and how much he frees the blokes up either side of him. So um, 
98, he looked great, didn't he? He he was one of those guys that you'd happily plug and play him every week and not really feel too worried about that really low sub-30 score. It looks like his base is pretty good too. I think we're going to be seeing between maybe that 50 and 100 most weeks for him. Um, they played well and he probably got a bit more involved with the playmaking and stuff with Ponger out. Um, you know, Gamble not being as dynamic a playmaker, more of an enforcer out there. Um, yeah, he got involved. I would have been happy if I was a Lockie Miller owner. Tyson Gamble, what did he score? I don't have him in my notes, but I think he ended up with 60-odd and scored a try, didn't he, when he basically flattened <laughs> Hammer at the back? Um, yeah, he could have been onto something with his spray of Dewey, though. <laughs> he could have been. I'll tell you what, though, it came back at him pretty hard, didn't it? Uh, yeah. Tyson Gamble. I, I called him this week uh, Josh Reynolds from Wish, and I reckon I'm pretty spot yep. on with that because uh, yep. all bark, no bite. Um, mate, you and Aiken, 85? So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of you and Aiken of old, isn't it, really, when he first burst onto the scene? And he'd, we'd be talking about him a lot more if he was in the second row. Um, but unfortunately, just being in the centres just means that he's not going to get the base that he would have got. I want second row as I can play in my centre wing, not centre wing as I can play in my second row, unfortunately. So, Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Uh, and Tommy Gilbert, another one, 70. Um, so he was a big talking point and he was actually really popular um, leading into the season. Then a lot of people jumped off him for, for obvious reasons, but he's put up a couple of really good scores and actually has passed the eye test the last couple of weeks. Well, played 59 minutes too at lock and uh, could be one if you're frustrated with a bloke like Cotter. I know if you've listened to the show, we were both super high on Cotter. Um, sort of hasn't performed due to the Cowboys not being as as good as we anticipated. The Dolphins were better than anticipated. And yeah, he's seen the benefits of that. So he's going forward, uh, making tackles, doing the work. Yeah, really good minutes. I was worried he was going to be a 50, 55 minute guy, but he's getting a bit more. Yeah, he got 60, uh, 59, I think it was on the weekend. And that's great at this time of the year when how hot has it been? Like 35 plus these guys are playing in these forwards. So um, they'd be pretty buggered. So the fact he's playing 59 minutes in that heat is uh, very positive. Now, obviously it was a Friday night, so it's, you can't really take too much from it, but it was still hot. Um, mate, a few guys have flopped this week. Uh, our mate Kafusi, uh, Finn Diesel, they're calling him over in uh, over in Redcliffe. <laughs> I haven't heard that actually. <laughs> That's good. I enjoy. I enjoyed that when I saw it. Finn Diesel. Uh, he got 15 and went to the bin. Uh, and he yeah. looks like he's going to have three weeks on the sidelines as well for his hit. So see him um, four weeks. Yep. Uh, Daniel Saifidi had a 42, and it looks like he's got a bit of a shoulder injury as well. I'm not quite sure the extent of it. But uh, he'll probably miss some time as well. Uh, and, mate, the one the one that I think everybody is spewing about this week is Isaiah Katoa is 27. Um, and that was 15 with about 30 seconds to go before he got that try assist kick through to Azarko that scored on the bell. Oh, and, like, I don't even want to talk about being saved with a try assist. He scored 27. This is sort of what I thought. And then I've I, I actually had to jump on because of the – the worries about Adam Dwayne uh, this week. Um, yeah, got on and was disappointed. Disappointed by both. Honestly, I'm off five eights at the moment. So, yeah, me too. Um, guys, drop the comments through. Start letting us know if you have any questions. We'll answer them at the end. Uh, Mickey Dell had the C, the straight C on Turbo on Thursday night. Uh, in true Molten fashion. Good work, mate. Uh, it looks like Queensland has gone to, oh, to Garrick this week, which is, I mean, if you still got Tyler there, it's probably a good move. Yeah. Um, and Damo wants us to skip the Dragons game, which we definitely aren't going to do because it backs no, up everything we, that we said in the preseason. We will not be doing that. Uh, it's kind of what we thought. But just 
can you just talk about Hammer for me? Because I can't say it. Well, I picked I picked him, and he fell on another try and saved. <laughs> he, he he's I think how many tries he scored five tries I think this year, leading the Dally M count, right? And I think three of those tries have been him falling on a mistake in the end goal or a kick. Oh. So we're not getting the line break or anything for for those tries, and he's still doing okay. I think he got fifty odd. Uh, late 50, 55, I think he got um, to finish, which as an owner and someone that brought him in this week, I'm stoked about because he should probably make about 90K this week, um, which is my sole purpose for having him. Definitely not because I think he's a gun, but just because I know that he's going to make some good coin for me that I can then upgrade him to someone else. I was sitting there on the car driving to the coast, very smug until he fell in for that try. <laughs> so actually, ridiculously smug. I am. I don't text and drive, but I pulled up to let a few people know what I thought. And um, yeah, I had to fall on my sword, much like he fell on the ball there. So Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Mate, second game on Friday night was um, a really good one. Roosters 20 beat the Rabbitohs 18. Ripper. That was an awesome game. Yeah, just quality football, regardless of what you're looking at with Supercoach. Like, there was plenty to watch there. Um, Jackson Polo, 101. Keon Kalomatangi, 104. Um, is he the second rower that we were trying to get uh, when we picked Cam Murray? <laughs> Because uh, he's been quality, hasn't he? He's got 80, 62, and 104 in his first three games this year. And got that attacking that probably, upside too, yeah. Loves a, like, runs a really good hole, and, and it seems like Lockie Ilias is starting to kind of unlock him a little bit this year. Um, but again, why are we surprised? He did this last year too. So uh, it's just one of those guys that was awkwardly priced and you'd rather other options at the same price, that's all. But he's been great. And honestly, should be a serious option because it looks like he's pretty fixture-proof at this yep. point. Another guy who's pretty fixture proof and has amazing base stats is Campbell Graham. He got 91. Um, I don't know whether many people own him. I'd say he's probably sub 5%, but you can go much worse with Campbell Graham. Yeah, I've got him in NRL fantasy at the moment because I just really liked his base stats in the center wing. And yeah, people have been rewarded. He was a lot of money. I think he started above 600K, which, you know, a lot of people went top. But yeah, you've been rewarded if you went with a bit of a pod play there, haven't you? Big time. Big time. Uh, another guy, Nat Butcher. So I got Nat Butcher in fantasy. Don't have him in super coach. I actually also drafted him. So I'm not I'm yep. not super upset. He got 71, had a good game. And Latrell 66. Of, I mean, you could easily call that a boom or a bust, really, couldn't you? You look at 66 and you go, that's not a bad score. But then you look at it and the fact that it's Latrell at 889,000 scoring a 66, you probably want a little bit more from him, don't you? You're going to lose a bit of money there, but you know, you've got him there for the points. You don't have him there for cash generation or anything like that. You're going to be pretty happy with 71. It's when you start spewing on a bloke like that is when, when he starts scoring 40s and 40s, 50s, and then, you know, rolls in with the 100 every now and then. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good shout. Mate, the big talking point, James Tedesco. 60, base looks down on previous years, and he will be probably one of the most traded out players this week. Um, what are your, what are you doing with Teddy? Because I know you have him, uh, and we've talked a little bit about this, but what are you planning on doing with him? So I captained him. My initial knee-jerk reaction was 60, he's gone. But much like... You know, what we just spoke about with Latrell. now that it's settled a bit, I would really like to wait it out with him. I think I've got him there for a reason, and and we say that the Roosters have been a bit clunky. This game was a bloodbath. You know, I can just see him scoring 150 when they've got a bit better fixture and me absolutely kicking myself, and I don't really know who 
to go to. Um, you know, we'll talk about the fullback from the Broncos when we talk about the the Broncos game, but there's a few red flags there for me as well. Um, whereas Teddy has been, you know, the best player for what, five years? Yeah, I mean, look, we're going to continue to talk about how good Teddy is and how good he's been in the past and and all of that. But is this the year that we start to see the drop off? Like, uh, I mean, I'm I'm still convinced he's going to come good. I'm not on the sell Teddy bandwagon just yet. Um, I did again. We've said this last week. We did this last year, where we sold him after three rounds. He didn't come good. He was a bit frustrating to own at his price tag. Um, and then he just took off and he averaged, I think, 80-odd, 85 or whatever it was for the rest of the season. So, yeah. And, oh, and hindsight, hindsight's such a beautiful thing. And this is the situation we were in last year. I personally was in and I traded him out. And then I think by round nine, I had to get him. I had to rip apart my team again to get him because I'd already spent that cash. Um, looking at the um, at the chat, Steve said, is it viable to downgrade Teddy to fund Nico Hines? I definitely think that that would be a smart because we're talking, you know, a couple keeper level blokes. I think where you're going to struggle is if you're going Teddy down to fund a hammer or something like that. Like that's definitely not the play for me. Um, if there was anyone there, it would be someone like Nico that I would be looking to make the move for. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I would sell Teddy if I needed to find cash to get Nick to a guy like Nico or a, whatever, or I needed to find some extra cash to go to Luttrell. Um, Steve's also said Trell and Turbo seems like the end game for fullback, which I, I tend to agree uh, agree with. When you can get guys is, like Ruben Garrick in the centres, you're not going to put him at fullback. Is it really, though? Like, we're talking about, you know, trading Teddy and waiting out on Trell, and we're talking about 12 supercoach points this week in exactly the same game. Like, is yeah, it really? I think... I think everybody's overreacting, well, not overreacting, but everybody's got in mind the fact that the Roosters have had three very easy games to start the season, or not, sorry, two very easy games into the Rabbitohs, and uh, the, the Rabbits have had three really tough games in a row. So I think people are looking at the fixture and going, well, you know, Trell's pretty fixture-proof. Teddy should have had a good run and should have started well and didn't. So maybe that's the thought process behind it. Um, I tend to yeah. agree with him. I reckon I'd prefer Latrell over Teddy this year just because of the goal kicking and because we know that the Rabbitohs um, fixtures free up a little bit soon. So I probably agree a little bit more than you do on that one, but that's yeah. the beauty of but these I'm kind a, of chats. Yeah, I'm a Tedesco owner too, and I'm looking for excuses to keep him because of pre past years. Like I, Teddy to Latrell is probably the point I'm saying is sideways. Yep, yep, fair enough. Um Busts for this game. Davy Moali, 25. I think he only got 20-odd minutes, uh, 22 minutes or something. It's not really a bust. It's slow burn. So. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's not going to hurt you there at his price point. Um, he's probably your front row forward four, so you don't need to worry about that position too much. Uh, Sammy Walker, 25. Uh, I'm not surprised at this one, to be honest, this week. I obviously played him because Cleary was out and I had to, but honestly, if I had, if this was the back end of the year, that's a fixture that I wouldn't play Sammy Walker in. Uh, against yep. the against the South, so uh, Joey Manu thirty one and Suwali'i at thirty, um, so they're they're probably the only super coach busts, I guess. But again, thirty, it could be much worse, couldn't it? It could be. Um, all I look is they're pretty well owned players, you know, your Joey Manus, and I'm not really sure why, um, but Sam Walker and and Suwali'i, 
Um, yeah, they just didn't didn't impress on the night. But then again, Suli, he much like say Katoni Stags, for example, you know, is going to be scoring ninety other weeks. So. Yeah, that's right, mate. The last big talking point, the guy that everyone traded out this week, the guy that was starting off the bench, the the cheese, uh, he scores a try as everyone trades him out, ends up with 54. And I mean, look, 54. I don't give a shit about 54. That doesn't, I'm, yeah. I'm not losing sleep over the fact that I traded cheese and he got 54 because I traded in Reed Marnie and he ended up with 55. So same yeah. score with a bit of cash gen. Uh, cheese loses cash. Uh, and to be honest, he didn't look amazing or didn't look really heavily involved either. Aside from that try, he would have scored 30 or 25. He was playing a bit of lock too, but um, he did look really good just getting out of dummy half and scoring that try anyway. So, um, yeah, if you held on, I suppose you'd be happy with 55, but it's not enough to burn all the owners that got off got off the cheese train. So, Yeah, that's it. Exactly right. Um, mate, that just about wraps up Roosters Rabbits. I might throw it over to you. Yeah, um, just if you're looking to make good on that New Year's resolution um, and finding it hard just to get to the gym due to not having anyone to look after the kids, uh, head on in and see Mark Emmer and the team at Snap Fitness Bendigo and Epsom for all your fitness needs. Uh, both Epsom and Bendigo location offer free child mining, um, which gives you a chance to to head on in, not have to worry about getting a mother-in-law or someone to look after the kids, uh, get a workout done, um, yeah, and all the staff have been working with um, with children's checks and are super hef- helpful with whatever your children need, um, as long as with what you need while you're at the gym. So um, Snap Fitness does offer a variety of wi- of classes such as strength, reformer Pilates, Tabata, strength classes, as well on one-on-one PT sessions. So head on in, say good day to the guys at either gym and let them know that the Molten Boys sent you. How good. Oh, good, mate. I'm gonna get. Um, I've already got my training session locked in for tomorrow morning. It's. Uh, <laughs> I need to wake up in a half an hour earlier though to make sure I walk the dogs before I get to the gym. So, uh, child mining. I don't have that available to me though where I am. So that'd be a, a godsend. Yeah, mate. Uh, so Adrian, I think it is Mr. TZNT. Adrian on YouTube has asked us our thoughts on the Bulldogs and the Tigers, mate. Stick around for that one. We'll cover them uh, pretty soon. I've got some. Uh, I'm trying not to be too invested in Tigers games because I'm just going to get myself disappointed. But we'll we'll cover them at the end of the episode, Adrian. So I actually around, thought that you were gonna you were gonna duck off and it'd just be me flying solo to talk about the Tigers <laughs> game again. So oh, I feel like it. I feel like I'll, it. I'll but, hang around for the Broncos game though, if you'd like. So yeah, I bet you would. I, I bet you would. Uh, let's tackle Titans in the Storm. And this one, what a boil over this was. Thirty-eight beat the Storm thirty-four. Now the Storm have started one and two this year. Yeah, did you say that there's panic the stations? Yeah, there's some chinks in the armor there. They are missing their two most expensive players, um, but I did expect them to beat the Titans. Yeah, me too. Me too. They uh, ruined my multi. Thanks. Thanks, uh, thanks Melbourne. Um, but again, like when we look at the actual uh, – when we look at the Supercoach scores, you would have thought that the score was the other way around, wouldn't you? Because I, I think there was, what, one player that scored over 60 for the Titans, and then you've got guys like Meany, 103, Harry Grant, 105, Pezzett, 78, Katoa, 64, Hughes, 68. Like these guys, you'd think that the score was 40 to 6 when you look at the Supercoach scores. Bit of a funny one, but I think a lot of the Titans' points were scored without line breaks and off errors and, and all that kind of stuff. So you're missing all of those real bulk point opportunities from the scoring. Yeah, and Cam Pereira scored a scored a couple of tries, and um, yeah, he's got no base as we learnt that week that he got six. Um, but really good for cash generation this uh, this week. But um, yeah, some of the, probably excited from a super coach standpoint. 
uh, with the Storm game um, with blokes like you, like you said, the meanie Grant um, Pezzet seemed to be the uh, the right call this week, um, and then yeah, I don't know Hughes as well. You know they're all good. Um, Katoa there, you'd be really happy if you hopped on last week. I know he was uh, very highly added, and I just had bigger fires uh, than to look at Elisa Katoa, but you'd be really happy with that, especially in a loss. But there were a lot of points scored too. So Yeah, there were. I mean, I don't remember the last time the Storm scored 34. Actually, no, I do know because I, I looked at it before. Thir- this, the last time the Storm scored 34 points and lost was also against the Titans. So- yeah, right. Fun fact. I didn't um, think that they would have ever lost against the Titans. Yeah, no, neither. But um, they have. There you go. So, I mean, I think with Camperera, he gets three more price rises now. That sixty-five, and he's rolling average for another three games. So uh, yep. that's that's handy to know. So you definitely hold him. You know, two thousand people sold him last week. At two hundred, yeah, I had I had heard of a few people doing that. Um, yeah, probably just people that haven't been around and understand the cash generation that are 200k cheapy. Um, because who do you go to? You definitely don't have enough money in the bank to move to a keeper at this stage. Um, yeah, so it's definitely not something I would have done. Um, I do, speaking of cheapies, I do really feel for the blokes that had to play, or and ladies, that had to play Will Warbrick this week. Yeah, the poor guy didn't get any opportunity, did he? 14 in the end, made a few errors, looked a bit sloppy. Um he, he copped it on Twitter as well. Everyone's ripping into this bloke. I mean, let, let's take this game out, right? Like the guy's a serious talent. He just didn't get the opportunity in this game and everybody has a bad game, I think. And also he's 200K. Like I can guarantee you there'll be a lot of people trading him out this week. But the question is, yep. who are you going to? Like, I don't know whether Even the comment said that they're going to Sloan, but maybe that's one that I could see. But you're still spending uh, an extra 100K on a guy that's just not that good. Yeah, I think Sloan's actually looked better this year. If you watch the Dragons games, he has, we'll talk about him soon, but like he he has looked more engaged. Uh, his base stats have been better. He's running the ball more. So look, I, I can get around that. But yeah, you're right. You have to find an extra 100K and, and 100K is a lot of money when you could be using that somewhere to upgrade to a keeper. Yeah, I'm spending 100K on, you know, to to Garrick or to to Holmes or something like that rather than spending 100K over... Trading enoughy for enoughy. Some quick talking points. Grant continues to bury me every week. Uh, not starting with him. Everyone captained him. Most popular captain's option this week, and he got 105, I think, after upgrade. Oh, man. I was looking at his score, and he was on 44 or 46 at halftime, and I thought, oh, you know what? I could probably get away with a sub-70 here if they have a quiet second half, and he just kept going, didn't he? Three try assists. He was in everything, 40 or tackles, like, He's one of those guys that you're going to need sooner rather than later. The question now is, because we've waited three weeks, do you bite the bullet and get him now, knowing that you're probably going to have to move him around round 9, 10 uh, for that origin period? Or do you just hold on for dear life and hope that he doesn't continue to do what he's been doing? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm going to be waiting because um, I have been pretty happy with the guys that I have, and we'll talk about that in the Cowboys game and the Bulldogs game. But... Yeah, no, I'm pretty happy with where I've sit. I've sort of, instead of having a 400K bloke and Harry Grant, I've got a couple of 600K blokes. So, yeah, not feeling too bad. Um, I would rather spend that 400K for when Nico comes back than because I just see it as a more high upside position as well. I've said it before. I'd rather spend that money in my halfbacks and maybe simmer away with a couple 600K guys that, that could make me some cash and between the two of them and playing my reserve. Um, yeah, I think I'll score as many points as with Harry Grant, but definitely if I had him, I would be cheering. For sure. For sure. Um, for feeder, the roller coaster's taken the dive before it goes back up again for its next dive. This is exactly what you're going to get with Fafita. Um Yeah, but so... all those people bagging him out and disappointed, um, he just covered his break even. So this is yeah. what, Dave Fafita does. If you're on board and expecting 80 every week, uh, yeah, you don't have the right player. Go get, yeah, that's I would say go get Cam Murray, but maybe Keon Kalamatangi, hey? Yeah, it looks like the player at the moment. I don't mind him. I'll tell you what, who isn't the player though? Tanner Boyd. I think he's disguised his way to a 47 somehow, but we need to look at this a little bit deeper. He's got 28 in goal kicks. So essentially he's got 21 points for the rest of the game without goal kicks. Um and that was 21 tackles, but he also missed six tackles. So you want to know a fun stat? He had one run all game as the halfback, oh. one run. Huh. Uh, so, yeah, he's on my hit list. He's a guy I want to get rid of ASAP because he just isn't the guy that we thought he would be. He just – there's no upside in him. All the balls going down the left are foreign, which makes sense. Um, just a I'm catch and pass to, type of guy. I might have to keep him this week, and like you said – you know, disguise there. Still a better goal kicker than Hazamel Masri. Put that in. <laughs> uh, but if I have him, I think I'm going to have enough money to go him to Nico, and I'm not trading him to, say, a Sam Walker as a stepping stone to Nico. Um, sure. Yeah, look, I had to play him this week, and I got bailed out. How good? It usually happens to everybody I'm playing against, and it happened to me this week. So fantastic. Um, but, yeah, he will probably never start for me again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, actually, no. he will never start for me again. Full stop. That's fair. Yeah, I'm in exactly the same boat. I won't be using him. I'm going to try and trade him this week. Uh, the last talking point here, Christian Welch. Only played 33 minutes on the weekend. I think, you know, uh, it was scorching heat, wasn't it? So it's a the 3 p.m., the 3 p.m. game uh, in the heat, I think it was 34, 35 degrees. I'm not panicking on Welch. I th- he's at that price. He covered his break even with his 25 or whatever he ended up getting. So I'm not I'm not worried about that. He'll go back to getting his 50 minutes a game. Perfect. Again, like be disappointed. Don't rage trade. Yeah. Let's move on to Cowboys 12 getting beaten by the Warriors 26. The Warriors have started red hot as well with the 2-1. So, mate, Marcelo Montoya, 118. Tamari Martin, 91. Jazz Tavanga coming back in his first game off the bench, scoring an 81 with a try. Reese Robson, 85. You'd be stoked with that one because you're, 
Steve mentioned that I have Reese Robson, but I don't. You yeah. do? No, um, it's this guy. You've done well with Reese Robson, <laughs> 85 there. Um, very handy kind of option underneath Harry Grant. Yes, and that's what I believed all year. And dollar for dollar, we're looking at about the same at the moment, so I'm pretty happy. Popular trade-in this week was Wade Egan, uh, who got 68 after upgrades, but unfortunately will now miss next week uh, after his HR, failing his HIA Category 1. So a um, bit stiff if you went with Wade Egan instead of Reed Marnie. Disappointing, but you know how we always just kept saying he can't score tries every week and then he's come out and scored another one? Like, just keeps going. Just keeps just, going. Just, just keep going. Look, you're just not playing him this week. Uh, you're definitely not trading him out if you brought him in. Um, yeah, just just ride the wave. Just, yeah, be patient this week. You'll keep getting price rises afterwards at this rate. For sure, for sure. I think, um, yeah, there's much worse options there at Hooker. He'll he'll make you 200K or something, and then you can go up to where you need to go up to. Um, Val Holmes saw not much ball, really, not many attacking opportunities for him, and he finished with 57. Um, I'm not, I'm not super upset about it, to be honest with you. Like when you look at the way the Cowboys played, they were terrible most of the night and he still finished with a 57. I captain Val Holmes in the end. Um, yes, it's underwhelming. Yes. You want more from your captain, but I'll 57 is the least of my worries this week. If I, if I read through my team and their, uh, their super coach scores, I'd be talking about sub forties for a lot of them. So this is what I'm sort of saying. Like, you know, people captain Val Holmes and people are panic, and you know, they're not panicking on a 57 in this case. Well, people captain Teddy, like, why are we panicking about a 61? And I don't mean to keep bringing up the, um, the roosters, but you know, we included have kept saying, you know, that we thought the roosters after a couple of easy games, will watch this game. The warriors were not an easy opponent that they, that they beat. Um, yeah, obviously we thought that the Dolphins would be bad and they got pumped. Uh, we thought the Warriors would be way worse than they are and the Warriors just beat the Cowboys. Put that into perspective. They've had three really tough games and, yeah, I think you're mad to, to get rid of some of those guys. But, yeah, look, Tavaga, come on. Um, you know, Robson was great. Cotter was disappointing. Basically, the, all the Cowboys' numbers were down. Yeah, another guy that was disappointing. Yeah, Cotter was 42 in 46 minutes. His minutes are way down, which is a big concern for me. Uh, again, it's been hot. I'm more, worried. They played a... I'm more worried about him than Teddy. Yeah, I. Oh, yeah, they're probably on par for me. But another guy I'm worried about is Murata Niakore. 66 minutes for a 37. Um, yes, you're getting what you paid for at 400K yeah. for a 37. So I think there's a much bigger panic stations. Uh, but... He's another guy on my hit list uh, in the next couple of weeks. Probably not this week. I'm not overly worried about this week, but he, he's a guy that uh, I could probably look to get. Uh, I mean, you could go near Raider Elias Katoa. That's week. exactly what I was just about to say. If after looking at it and looking at Teamless Tuesday, if I have a trade sitting there, I'm going to do it because have a look at what Katoa is doing for the same money. They're both going to go up a little bit. You're probably going to have to pay a bit more for Katoa because, you know, you paid for this next look at Neocore. But yeah, that that could be a play. And you know, I'm a massive Neocore fan. And yeah, 34, 37, and that 87 in there. Um, yeah, obviously just a really high upside player that isn't always going to score every week. So 
few uh, there's a few uh, people and, and comments coming in, guys. Uh, thanks for jumping on. Uh, asking us about our trades for the week. Hang around to the end. We'll talk you through our, all of our thoughts. I've got about six guys on my hit list that I could easily trade. Can you use four boosts in one week, Matty? Is that a thing? You know what? Last week I would have used two, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not I mean, even I joking. Think most people would. Yeah. yeah I agree. Like, not even joking. With the five for the year last, last week, I would have used two. Um, if they let you stack them like that. Um, yeah, look, we'll talk about our trades a bit later on. So. Mate, go on. Take us through the Broncos. Broncos 40, 3-0 and for the first time since 2009, defeat the Dragons um, 18. The Dragons, I nearly need, need to make a formal apology to the Dragons. The Dragons are better than what I thought. Yeah, are they though? I mean, yeah, they scored 18 points, fair enough. But, like, oh, I don't know. I, I still think – I mean, look, I'm a Tiger supporter and, and we're sitting at 0-3 and, and we look rubbish. So I wouldn't be surprised if we end up with the spoon this year after what I've seen in the first three games. But Dragons will not be any better than a top 14 team um, this this Maybe. season. Uh, they put up a fight this game, though. They did. They did for the for about sixty five minutes, and then they just blew them off the park at the end of the game. Um, which brings us to our boy Reese Walsh, who was on zero, I think, with twenty minutes to go, and finished on ninety nine. Scored ninety nine super coach points in about ten minutes. As a as an owner, you would have been sweating bullets for about sixty five minutes there, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think he was on like zero or one or something absolutely ridiculous at halftime. Um, yeah, he's come good because he is that high attacking guy. I'm a little worried that there is glimpses of Scott Drinkwater in his game, uh, which is a roller coaster you're going to have to ride during, you know, the Broncos have some really good games, you were saying, um, pre-show. But, yeah, this team kind of looked like the Broncos of old, like grind them down, beat them up early, and then just blow them away at the end, you know, like Gordy, Gordy Taylor style, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. Um, a guy that came back to life, Katoni Staggs. Uh, did you trade him this week? No. Is that why he went well? No, I still have him. Oh, dear. <laughs> that's okay, actually not... the reason. That's actually the reason I beat, you know, I had a better score than you this week is because of Katoni Staggs. There you go. 93 he finished with. So he got a double, uh, repaid those faithful owners like yourself that held him because I think a lot of people rage traded him that started with him last uh, at the start. So they would have traded him yeah, last Yeah, and week. I nearly did. I was really disappointed with him, especially when he scored that try and still only ended up with 45 or whatever. But, um, yeah, look, put in the work. Looked really good. Uh, his connection with Reynolds is looking really good. So, um, yeah, there's definitely some tries to be scored. But I think he's a bloke that maybe – like David Fafita, you're going to have to ride the wave. He's going to get 35s. He's going to get 40s as he's shown. Um, but yeah, we're going to get these weeks where he turns up. For sure. Mate, another guy that no one's really been talking about, but he's like 17 or 18% owned is Payne Haas, reminding us all why he is the best front row forward in the game. Uh, finished with 90 after updates. Yeah. Everybody just keeps overlooking this guy. I think a lot of people went Cotter to start and a lot of people obviously looking at Christian Welch and Stefano uh, and those guys. But, God, he's pushing his cases nearly a must-own in the front row forward this this year. You know what? For the last four years, he's probably been the best front row forward in the game. Um, he's just proving that he is um, on, a, on a really good team. Um, he's got everybody going forward. Um, yeah. Payne House could be a play. 
this week. Absolutely. I'm, I'm seriously looking at Cotter to him this week. Um, we'll talk about our and trades at the end. but In a not super coach standpoint, apparently he's really happy at training, um, really happy around with the boys and, um, and looking at an extension after, you know, last That's season good. requesting a trade. Um, yeah, he looks – we won't have to pay some blokes like Flegler. Uh, we won't have to pay some blokes like Herbie Farnworth. Uh, yeah, we can probably cough up some – we won't have to pay for feeder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's – um, you know, they're probably just going to pay Payne has some really good money uh, to stay home. And, um, yeah, he's going to keep playing really good footy for us. For sure, for sure. Um, we mentioned Sloan a little bit. I reckon he's going to be a pretty popular cash cow next week coming off consecutive decent scores. Uh, he'll have a negative BE, a break even. So he's a guy that people will probably look at to downgrade a fallen gun or somebody who hasn't performed. Thoughts? Yeah, and I don't hate it, um, but I, if I'm spending, I'm not ready to get rid of any of my cheapies yet. Let's just say that. And I think spending an extra 100K to make 100K, I think maybe waiting on someone like your Calm Prayers and definitely your Alamotis and, and blokes like that, you've made your decision on your cheapies. I think it might be sideways to pay an extra 100K to make 100K when you might just sit on Calm Pereira and make as much money as Sloan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't be trading Khan Pereira or Alamotti or any of these guys. I think the only one is Warbrick. But again, I mean, I'm still a little bit 50-50 on that one too. He's still on the wing. Like, let's see how he plays when when Cam Munsters doesn't have his finger poking out the side of his skin. So <laughs> That's right. Uh, Ezra Mann was the sixth most traded in this week, and he got 48 with a try. So uh, just didn't get the attacking opportunities. But again, he was pretty quiet the first 60, 70 minutes anyway. So... Um, Anybody who brought him in, you wouldn't be super upset because you brought him in as a cash grab, didn't you? Yeah, and I think if you watch the game, I think you might be a little bit upset, maybe thinking that he was going to be a bit more involved. But the Dragons weren't the pushover that we expected either. So yeah, yeah. much like you know, we thought we have been throwing the Dolphins in as an easy fixture every week, and you know the Dragons just might be that little bit better than we thought. Yeah, I'll tell you who isn't better than we thought. Uh, ben Murdoch-Masilla only took five runs in 41 minutes. He's been a flop, hasn't he? He is a dud, and he is somebody that you'd move on from if you if you owned him. God, hopefully people did. I mean, actually, I know people did start with him as they're in their front row with the dual position. I think a lot of people might have even started in week one with him, even if they had the buy. So uh, unfortunate, but you're not going to get anything from him, and you're going to have to move to sideways to a front row forward at some point. The the opportunity was there. Um, Yeah, don't beat yourself up too much about it if you had him. But, yeah, it's time to move on. He's he's not showing any promise whatsoever. Yep. Last few games, mate. Yeah, you're probably going to have to. I'll take you through this one um, because I can actually see the tears forming in the corner of your eyes. Um, Bulldogs 26, 2-1. Defeat the Tigers 22-0-3. And, and um, yeah, it was looking like it was going to be a bloodbath. Uh, the Bulldogs were all over them, like like white on rice. And then the Tigers, yeah, come back with a really good really good comeback towards the end. I suppose who I'm super excited about are blokes like Alamotti um, at 200K, um, banging out a 71 and look tremendous. Um, Brent Naden was there with a 91 and uh, Matty Burton um, showed why he was so owned in the preseason uh, with the 69 giggity. Um, 
What what did you make of this one, man? Oh, um, look, as Tell a me Tiger your supporter, as a, as a Tiger supporter, I'm really, I'm actually relieved that we look like a football team for about 20 minutes um, because for the first 60 minutes, it didn't even look like we could score a point. We just struggled to get any cohesion. Um, Adam Dewey had an absolute Reggie Tinker this game. He, mm-hmm. he just couldn't get going. He He's basically a centre uh, disguised as a 5'8 in this team. And uh, I think... His best, his best position is uh, going to be either fullback or centre for this team. I don't know whether long term he's the five eight option uh, moving forward, but again, I don't know whether we have many other options. I know Brandon Wakem was fantastic; he was our best on ground, Brandon Wakem, and you could tell as soon as he come onto the field, we looked like a different team. He looked like there as was soon as he come onto the field, there. you scored points. Yeah, he was. There was, was an a attacking threat on the field. Yeah, it was a bit disappointing that he made that mistake at the end because he'll be pretty down on himself after he reignited you guys. Great debut for him, though. I'm a big fan of Brandon Wakeham. I think he'll do some good things for us. So hopefully he gets that opportunity in the starting side next week because um, I think that's what needs to happen. Yeah. Um, how would you feel if you bought Karaz or Marnie um, or Preston in this week? Yeah, I'd be happy because I have all three of those guys. I started with Preston and I bought Karaz and Marnie this week. And uh, I think they've got 58 and 53, respectively. So yep. they're all going to make you cash. Preston's going to make you really good money. Karaz is going to take you up into the 600Ks. So one more price rise for him. But I think the one thing that we look at, yeah, Karaz, 58. It's not amazing when you look at it. But when you look deeper, he had no attacking stats and he scored 58 in base. So very positive signs from Karaz. I think he had 23 runs for 220 meters or something. The guy was just an absolute beast. He's somebody that I could see myself keeping till the end of the year. Me too. You know, not gonna not gonna play Origin. Uh, has that tremendous base. Um, one of those other guys that we're covering too is Reed Barney. Um, didn't look that involved to start. Wasn't on a lot of points. I noticed. Uh, but when the game started getting tight, Reed Barney put the Bulldogs on his back and got him home. Um, I think when they're playing in close games, Reed Marnie is going to score really well. But I think being a being that hooker, I think he's just going to cruise in. Maybe it's a play to not play him against teams that the Bulldogs are heavily favoured against um, is all that I'm going to consider for my own team. Yep. That's, that makes sense it, because he's relying on those base stats, the tackles and, and all of the grunt work in the middle, isn't he? And if he's not going to have those opportunities, it could be a guy that maybe you leave out for the week. Um, I would say, for, and for me, the reason why I chose Marnie over Egan is because there's a good chance I could hold Marnie for the year. That was probably the main thing I was looking at. And if I had Marnie and Harry Grant at some point during this year, I could just ride those coattails into the end of the season and I'd be stoked. Um, and keep in mind, he was at 14 at the half and finished on 53. Or no, sorry, 58, I think it was. Yeah. So he had a very good second half and that's that's what he's going to put up more often than not in, in most games, and- I think. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, the Tigers were very ordinary in the first half and he scores 14. Let's look at why that was. Uh, because he didn't really need to do anything for the for the boys to go well. Spot on. Spot on. Mate, Stefano Utuikamanu, 52, coming off a 70-something or 80 or whatever it was last week. He, could he be a reliable second front row forward for you? Could he be a guy you just plug and just start him every single week and downgrade a guy like Welch or Cotter? I would rather downgrade Welch than Stefano at the moment. 
Um, he's having to do a lot of work. Um, the Tigers are doing a lot of defense. They're really needing him at the moment, and he's stepping up, isn't he? He is. He, I'm genuinely looking at, if I don't go Cotter to Payne Haas, I could probably even go Cotter to, I'm not quite sure whether there is any other good options uh, in front row, but I feel like there's a genuine chance that I could use Stefano as my second front row forward and then bolster my team elsewhere with that cash. Yeah. Um, one guy that everyone went quiet on, but everyone was really high on him to start the season is Hayes Perham, and he's gone 69 and 61 in back-to-back games. He's at that awkward 300 and 300 and so we have to get that um, sound drop. I think um, he's at that awkward 370k price, but he's actually looked really good over the last two weeks. He's passed the eye test if you watched watched him play. Um, so I, I feel involved. like he's starting to get and a bit comfortable now. He's a bit nervous at the start, I think, um, but yeah, he's definitely coming good as the Bulldogs are coming good. Um, he's getting involved. Obviously, that's the reason he kept his spot through an ordinary round one. He is an awkward price though. He is, he is because he's gonna because yeah. he's gonna probably rise in price now from that three eighty. So he's probably gonna be what four twenty something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wonder if I am going to go rocks or diamonds with like a bloke that's two hundred k or a bloke that's six hundred k. Really, I'd pick Sloan. I'd pick Sloan over him. Yeah, me too. Um, last game, mate. Six. Why are they doing six p.m. games on a Sunday, man? That's uh, like bring back the two o'clock and the four o'clock game. I know it's daylight saving related, but like, there's nothing worse than finishing football at eight eight fifteen or whatever it is. Like, I'd, I'd ready to have dinner with the family and stuff. Like, bring the bring the four the two and four games back. Yeah, it was a was a bit late, but um, it was a good game to sit there and watch. Raiders twenty four beat the Sharks twenty. Um, I also had the Raiders one to twelve on on Dabble, so not upset about that one. Um, but Corey Horsburgh, I need to whiten the score, unfortunately. So. Yeah, I missed a $130 multi with uh, Teague Wilton not scoring, had five other legs and three other try scorers. And uh, yeah, he got a disallowed one, didn't he? He busted over yeah. the line, too. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, super coach wise, Corey Horsburgh, big red, 101, got a, got a meat pie, uh, and a couple of meat pies, I think. Yeah, got him in draft, just looks really good. Um, Tom Starling as well um, got the try assist on the one that I saw. And, yeah, Big Red looks great. But, Another, yeah, you're not going to play Ricky Rule out, are you? No, I'm, no chance. But I'll tell you what, there's one person in this team that I'm willing to actually maybe play a little bit of roulette on, and it's one of the biggest roulette risks in all of Canberra Raiders history, is our boy Tommy Starling. Because it's Tom Starling season. Danny Levi, unfortunately, has a broken jaw and will probably be out for six to eight weeks looking at how severe that looked. I think they had one of the trainers out there looking for one of his teeth um, during the halftime break, poor guy. So uh, he'll spend some time on the sideline. But Tommy Starling finished with 94 tonight, playing the majority of the minutes at hooker. So, And we know from last year what Tommy Starling can do when he gets a bit of time. The problem, though, is that uh, Wolford will probably come in on the bench then and act as a relief hooker. If he's not named, I'm all in. I've been really happy with my guys and I will sit there with my hookers, you know, maybe till around 15 at this stage, yep. but I have to get Tom Starling in if Zach Wolford isn't named. I've got Tanner Boyd at hooker as my second hooker at the moment. So I could easily go Tanner Boyd up to Starling for an extra, maybe hundred K. Um, and I'd be all right with that, to be honest, because even if Starling gets 60 minutes, uh, he's still worth grabbing. I think at that price. Yeah. Tricky Trindle I, delivers again, doesn't he? 
he does, and and yeah, he looked really good. I probably need to apologise to the bloke because I gave him a bit of a spray to start the season. But um, yeah, no, he has looked really good. Uh, oh, he's classically scored 0.4 ppm and suddenly yeah turned into this uh, this little goat here. But I I actually one of the boys was just messaging me and they were just sending me Trindle highlights and saying because he got Trindle in this week and I said yeah he's going to do the same in reserve grade next week. So yeah, that's <laughs> probably what could happen as well. So. Yeah, and obviously the big talking point is Nico. He, is he close? He's come out last week basically saying he was close this week, but he's pretty locked in to play next week. If, a few people are a little bit apprehensive about that and reckon it's a little bit of um, Ducks and Drakes going on uh, from the Sharks. But yeah, surely, but if, think, like, yeah, if he thinks he's, he's going to be close be... and he thinks he's going to be playing, you've got to kind of you got to look at that, don't you? He doesn't. He doesn't say that. If he doesn't genuinely believe that he's back next week, there's no advantage to him doing that. I understand the media doing that. I understand the coaches doing that. You know, if they're talking to the CEO, maybe he could do that. But Nico's like, hey, I'm, I want to play. I'm nearly nearly back. I thought it could have been this week. It's not going to be this week. It's probably next week. Um, yep. Yeah, I take a little bit into that. But if you're one of those guys that think that Moylan is going to get dropped for Trindle, it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's right. Um, one guy that's worked well with Trindle and probably will work well with Nico Hines when he comes back is Britton Nicora, uh, 92 and 77 in back-to-back weeks. He's He's been great, runs a really good line, and I think he's got that good cohesion now with Trindle over the last few weeks. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not looking at him personally, but there's much worse options than um, Nicora. I think the awkward thing about the Sharks with their centers and their wingers, it was much like the Broncos with their centers and their wingers. Uh, they were all sort of that 500 to 600K. And like to start the year, we couldn't see any value. I suppose over the next couple of weeks, if you see these, if you genuinely think these guys can go 91 or 77 most weeks, yeah, jump on. Uh, you could do a lot worse. Um, Joey Taps, 59. Steady, but his minutes are still down. Those will build up over time. So it looks like you're, uh, I'll be sending a four pack of Bolter to your front door because uh, there's a good chance you've got that one in the bag, Cheers. the Bolter bet from the start of the season. So uh, yeah, you're welcome. And um, for those of us that went with Teague Wilton, I'm a Teague Wilton owner. 59 is a pass mark at 400 odd K. I'm not 490 K. I'm, I'm not upset with the 60 from that guy. So, um, mate, any other talking points for Raiders Sharks? Honestly, not really. Um, went really close towards the end. Uh, the Sharks have been sort of holding the, I suppose, the ship together without Nico, but they do really need him back because the Raiders were looking pretty ordinary. The Sharks didn't look fantastic this game. It was probably a good game of footy because it was close, not a good game of footy because there was, you know, some tremendous play out there. Um, I think both these teams are probably in a bit of trouble. Yeah. And we'll see I what they Raiders look like are, when Nico comes back. Raiders at the moment look like they're going to be nowhere near the eight. Yeah, yeah, it has looked rough, but good win for them tonight. Maybe that'll give them a bit of confidence for the future weeks. Um, mate, that's that's all eight games done and dusted. Uh, now trade thoughts. We could probably do a whole episode on trade thoughts this week because I've I've got about six guys that are on the chopping block for me, and obviously I can only use three trades. But before we dive into it, Heatwave. RL has asked us if we're using a boost this week. Um, I'm very seriously considering using a, a consecutive boost this week because I feel like uh, getting your team right now will set you up for the rest of the year, get your cheapies right, kind of correct the mistakes that you made throughout the start of the season. 
Um, but again, I, I'm not going to bash anyone that uses a boost. I might still not use one depending on on what my trades look like because I'm not set on anything just yet. Uh, but what about you? Are you using a boost or considering it? I don't think I'll be using a boost this week. If TLT, you know, gives me some super coach gold, uh, for, forgive the pun there, uh, then you know, and Zach Wolford isn't named or something, I will make a luxury trade and use a boost this early. Uh, but, yeah, I think I'll be making two trades um, and just working out what I prioritise. But I actually think one of those trades will be a luxury trade. So, Talk us through it then, mate. What are you thinking for trades this week? Look, I'm really worried with how bad that the Tigers have looked that I have got on the wrong the wrong horse with Adam Dwayhe. I'm not entirely sure who I'm going to go to. So I'm going to, you know, it's the game just finished. Uh, we had half an hour and uh, and we popped on. Um, but I see Adam Dwayhe being on the chopping block for me. Um, I see Matt Dury uh, moving from my team this week. Um, I'm hoping... I do have a little bit of cash, um, but a lot of it's going to be Nico dependent. If Nico's out, uh, then... I will obviously be going Tanner Boyd up to um, up to Nico, uh, but yeah, some of those luxury trades are probably near Corey out, Dory out. But yeah, I need to find somebody better at five eighth, and I'm not sure if it's Brimson or um, that's probably some preliminary thoughts. You know, the jewel in Brimson or somebody like that is a bit of a pod play. Um, he only has just been sort of covering his break even at the moment. So he hasn't moved in price too much. I'm not losing a lot of money. Um, yeah, like like Steve said, maybe Schuster a week early. I probably wouldn't mind just waiting on him. I think the Dory trade, like that's not boost, boost worthy for me because Dory's not going to change in price next week. But I can genuinely see me going Dory to Schuster. Um, but I I'm not yet ready to commit to playing Schuster every week with Katara as my second five eighth. I don't want to play him any week. I'm just I've just got him for genuine genuine cash generation. And if he hits four hundred K, yeah. See you later. Um, yeah. Lots going on, mate. Lots going on. Plenty on my end as well. Um at this point, Reese uh sorry, Ruben Cotter is uh on the chopping block this week. I've, there's a couple of guys that I could go to. I mean, I could go to Tohu Harris. Uh, I could go to Payne Haas, which is my preference. Probably an extra 100K or so. I'm probably going to have to fork out to get him. Uh, Nia Kore is another guy that I'm not sold on as much anymore after what I've seen the first three rounds, but he's less important for me to move. I still think he'll be okay. Um, Sammy Walker, Tedesco, and Dory all don't play this week. So, again, I'm not going to lose any cash on these guys, but my plan in getting Walker and starting with Walker was always to move him to Nico Hines. And I have enough cash in the bank at the moment. I think I've got 290K to go from Walker to Hines and have about 20K left. So that that was my priority in my last week's trades. So I'd say if that if Nico gets named, I'd probably do that to start. Um, and then I've got Tanner Boyd sitting there. I don't want long-term either. So like I've got six guys here, Cotter, Nia, Corey, Walker, Teddy, Boyd, and Dory um, that I could love to move out over the next three, four weeks. It's just more so where are my priorities going to lie? Um, and I'd probably say that Cotter out is the first one, just based on the minutes that he's not getting. Uh, Cotter to Haas, I like. Um, and then, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure whether I go Walker to Hines. There's there's a lot there's a lot in play, but I'd say I'll wait on the Dory issues to trade next week. That's a what that's are a pretty you doing? Easy one. What are you doing with Adam Dwayne here? 
Um, I'm just going to hold him. I think um, he had a bad game, but he won't play like that every weekend. So um, I feel like he's Tigers are 0-3, and he's still pulled out some 50, 60, 70 scores. So I'm not – one bad week. Again, if he did this in week one, everybody would be panicking. But the fact he's done it in week three means we've had two good weeks from, from him in bad losses for the Tigers where they look terrible, and he still managed to score okay. So I feel like this week's an anomaly. My concern is if he is my 5'8th number one, I have to play him every week. Um, There's going to be a lot of matchups where the Tigers aren't the favourites. I actually don't see a matchup where the Tigers would be the favourites at the moment. And the Bulldogs haven't been tremendous either. I'm just not sure if, like, even as as the guys are suggesting, maybe going to fullback, how many attacking stats is he going to get? I'm just super worried about the Tigers in general. And like that's an advantage for Stefano. He's going to have to do a lot of work, do a lot of tackling. Um, you know, you're going to go to your front row forward without going out wide early in the tackle count to try and make some meters. And I'm just worried that, you know, these, these probably 40s are going to come a lot more than the 80s at the moment. And yeah, it's just it worries me more than Cotter because the Cowboys. I see a lot more upside with the Cowboys than I do the Tigers. Yeah, I yeah I agree with you on that. I'm just looking at Cotter with the meat and potatoes roll through the middle, and and if Cowboys start going on a run and playing some good footy and scoring a lot of points, it's not going to be Cotter that's doing a lot of work. Um, so that's probably my reason why I'm happy to move off him. But again, yep. I could go Teddy down to Walsh this week as well. Like I've got a, a number of different options, I think, this week that would fit into the plans perfectly. It's it's more a matter of do I prioritize my cash gen now or do I need to try and make sure that I'm still making enough points to keep up? Because this week was a bit of a stinker. Can can you see um can you see Walsh getting tens, twenties, thirties? Yes. Because that's my concern. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely can. i my preference would be to go from Teddy to Garrick but I'm not a huge fan of using Garrick at fullback. So uh, you get that, you get that center wink. Like you just want to use it, don't you? Yeah, you do. You do. Um, But again, a number of different options. So the one thing I'm thinking about is I'd be happily, uh, I'd happily play Preston every single week as my fourth second rower. Um, So at the moment I've got Fafida, I've got Teague Wilton, near Corey, Preston. uh, Who am I missing? Uh, Dory, and then I'll get my team up. Just one I've sec. Got, I've Hop got good. Willie Army while you're having a look. Oh, yeah, Hopgood, yeah. So, I mean, I could easily just start for feeder Hopgood, Wilton, and use Preston as my fourth 2RF as a reserve. Um, I'd even probably play him as my third 2RF, really, if I needed to. So maybe I could downgrade a near core to Schuster a week early yeah. to free up a bit of cash and use that as an upgrade to from Cotter to Haas, or I could use that as an upgrade somewhere else. So... Um, yeah, plenty to consider. Lots, lots going on. Let's quickly cover some questions, mate, before we, before we wrap up, uh, the Queenslanders asked us, Cook loses money this week. So how do we feel about Cook instead of Grant as a stepping stone? I don't hate it. Cook's been okay, hasn't he? I I just, uh, you, you just look at the discrepancy and the difference in scoring. Like Harry Grant without, uh, without Munster has taken another step up we looked at the forward pack for the storm and we were concerned that maybe there wasn't going to be enough go forward for grant. Um, and he's just it doesn't matter with his creativity. Yeah. No, nah, it doesn't. He plays as a halfback in at, at hooker. So 
Um, I feel, I don't know. I'd, I'm not a huge fan of that. I feel like if you're going to try and you're going to get Cook at what, 750 or whatever his price is, you may as well just get the extra 60K and go up to Grant. Yeah. I I like Robson over, over Cook, obviously, because I've gone that way. Um, I think we've sort of missed the boat on Reed Marnie. It's, it's a bit rough if you're looking at hooker trades this week. I think it's kind of Grant or no one. Yeah, mate, Queenslanders also asked Chance Nickel Cookstab to Sloan. Absolutely I'd... sideways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chance has that 15 in his rolling average now, so he's probably not going to make some cash. But again, I, yeah, I think you're right on that one. I don't, I don't know whether but can that's he just like I don't own Chance or Sloan. But if I own Chance, I wouldn't be wasting a trade. I think if you're doing some of these trades, like like Chance to Sloan or maybe AK Pay. AKP, sorry, AK forty-seven, uh, Cam Pereira <laughs> to um, to Sloan, and you're doing a lot of these trades that mean nothing essentially. I think you're yeah. just going to be in trouble when you get get to like round twenty-three, and you've got Cam Munster sitting there, and he gets injured, and you can't trade him out. I'm just I'm just really aware because I've been in that situation in in you know playing super coach, and I just. I'm not a fan of maxing out my trades every week on absolute wastes. Like I won't, I wouldn't have traded KP out this week. I would have used my boost effectively elsewhere if I wasn't worried about uh, Adam Dwayne this week. So I had to get Katara in because I was worried that there was a five eight that I wasn't going to be playing. So like trying to, it's a it's a tough balance. I do understand to try and generate points and generate cash and uh, and keep those trades. But I think you've got bigger issues. Like you only lose money on chance when you trade him out. Um, he's got that fifteen in his rolling average. He could bang out. He could just go fifty. How easily could you see as somebody that owned him, Queenslander, just see him go fifty, 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 and you'd just be a happy man. Like Sloan yeah. could go twenty, forty, seventy, and you've wasted a trade. I think at worst case, even if Sloan goes and gets another 50 or 60 this week, he's only going to make probably 50, 60K. Like I'd probably let let that first price rise go just to make sure that he does it again. Uh, and then if he does it again, you maybe you pick him up at 350, 360K or whatever then. Uh, I'd probably yeah. feel a little bit better about watching again um, than going early on him. Another if, question. If you're considering sorry. Sloan, why wouldn't you go Perham? Like, Yeah, could do that too. Could do that too. I think everybody's just looking at first price rise for Sloan. So um, the next one, Samuel Eves asks us opinions on trades. So Hodgson to Lukey, uh, is that via Jules maybe, or is he talking Sonny Luke? I'm not quite sure. Uh, Walker to Nico, Haas to Cotter, or Cotter to Haas. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. If it's if it's Haas to Cotter, no, absolutely not. Um, but if it's Cotter to Haas, I'd say yes. Uh, Walker to Nico I like as well. And then yep. if it's Hodgson to Sonny Luke, I, I mean, Hodgson got bailed out with a really last-minute try, didn't he? It looked like he was on the treadmill. He's nearly running backwards, the poor bloke, when he got free. And I think, that's, I think that's probably why Sam's looking at getting rid of him this week because he looked ordinary. You got bailed out. Yeah, you do have another look at it. I don't know if Sonny Luke's the answer. Yeah, yeah. I I want to see another week from Sonny Luke. I mean, he hey. played 48 minutes last time he played, so let's let's have another look there. But, You're not going to get just rem- too much cash. But, like... <laughs> Again, we're saying we love Walker to Nico. We're saying we love Cotter to Haas. Um, he needs to generate that money somewhere. So maybe slide into our DMs. Uh, you know, 
message me on Twitter. Um, I'll have a look to see if you can save some money somewhere else. Um, Hodgson yeah. to Luke probably wouldn't be my answer. Yeah. Um, Schuster a week early. Yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah, I just I'm just worried about the injury risk, and we know that calves are niggling injuries, and we pulled up with a calf cramp at the end of the game. If anybody saw that one before the the tele, televise uh, before the game finished, uh, I'm he, he looked good, didn't he? If the, if he didn't have a history of uh, calf injuries and niggles and injuries and stuff like that, I'd, I'd probably say yes. But I, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait round five because I've got Dory there that's not going to lose me any cash. So I'll just go him next week after I see another good week from Schuster. I'm probably going to wait, and you probably have a lot of fires if you're having to play Schuster next week. Like, he got 59 and looked phenomenal. I expected to look and him be on 80 or 90. Um, the base isn't quite there yet. I know he's working his way into it, and I think that we will all own Schuster. But, like, if he did go down with that injury, wouldn't you be really disappointed? I suppose, yeah, maybe a bit more context if – you're saving yourself a lot of money by doing that, then by all means do it. But if you just go and do a read Schuster, then why not just wait till next week? You're not playing Schuster anyway. That's right. Uh, Heatwave asks us Tedesco, Suwali, and Walker to Nico, Walsh, and Sloan. Yep. Or instead of Sloan, he could go to Perra Morehammer. I'd, yep. I don't mind that. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> I to really me. like it. I think, um, like, obviously you're getting off. Because there's a buy coming. If you're looking at getting rid of Tedesco, Swally, and Walker anyway, uh, this is the week that you have to do it. Um, like a lot of people talking about trading out, you know, like Cleary next week. I know we we're talking about price rises and stuff, but you can generate points by doing it straight away. Um, prepare to ride the wave on Welsh. Um, hopefully Nico gets named. And yes, yeah, Sloan's perfectly serviceable. And I know I said Perham, but. Really, Sloan and Perham kind of the same. I think maybe you're getting a bit more with Perham, but you're paying a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably paying a little. Yeah. I'm, honestly, flip a coin with those guys. You're probably going to get if the same out. If deciding between those two is your worst problem, then you're doing all right. Absolutely. Uh, do we have an Instagram? Yes. It's just Molten Fantasy Sports, all one word. So go and follow us on there. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, we're everywhere, so go and follow us. Uh, go and follow us there. Graham's had a cracker of a week, eleven hundred and twenty-nine. Um, well played after sir. making no trades. That's a that's a banger of a week. Um, and he's mentioned. And lastly, James has mentioned Schuster's stats are based on three assists. Uh, I had a look at Schuster's stats, and he would have gone sub ten in base. So you are that's what you get with Schuster, though. Uh, you get attacking stats. So uh, and lastly, Queenslander has asked us, do we to Schuster one week early? Oh, that's a tricky one. I'd probably say no to that. Um, Even if Dwayne disappoints, he's, I probably still back him to score more than Schuster over the next three weeks. Happy to take a bolt bet with everyone, and I'm down on I'm down on Dwayne on that. So, love it, love it, um, mate. That wraps us up. That brings us to the end of the Sunday roast. Another week, another week down, mate. I'm going to play around with a million trades this week. Uh, but obviously, as always, we'll be talking about our trades on Twitter. So you can find me at brain underscore fs uh, and sc underscore matrix. You'll find Maddie. So keep an eye on us on Twitter. We'll post our trades and our thoughts throughout the week leading up to the Thursday game. Otherwise, mate, we better get off because we've got the AFL boys um, ready to hop on for their pod, which is going to go live yeah. tomorrow afternoon or evening on their wrap-up for the week of the first round of the AFL, which yeah. is good. 
And if I can say anything, I'd probably say that like our Sunday night always performs really well and I'm super thankful. But I feel like our Tuesday, we've had a bit of time to go away and think about it. And you probably get more insight on the Tuesday show, uh, which doesn't usually perform as well as the Sunday night. So yeah, very thankful that you're popping on the Sunday Sunday night show. But yeah, put some time aside on Tuesdays because or listen to it in the car over the next couple of days afterwards because after we go down and, you know, our the rage trade of getting Adam Dwayne out of your team sort of settles. Um, yeah, we have some really good insights. So for sure, for sure. Um, thanks guys for hopping on. We had a lot of views and a lot of comments, a lot of love tonight. Really appreciate all the love. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't yet. Uh, and give us a review if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple or wherever it is you get your podcast, because it's the only way that we can then get out to more people and grow the channel. So any support is appreciated. We'll see you again on Tuesday night for the team show. Uh, it'll likely be, depending on when you've got uh, ball on Maddie, but uh, we'll, it'll either be probably seven or nine. So stay tuned it's for probably, that. It'll be a, bit, be a bit later. I've got an early game. So Perfect. Perfect. Anyway, guys, thanks for that. Good luck with your trades. Uh, and we'll see you on Tuesday night. Peace. Go Dunkley. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.